The real issue with modern hockey, of course, is yeah. that ice is becoming more and more scarce. Ice needs to be hotter. If there's a way to make hot ice, I mean, I think it'd really uh, it'd benefit the game. It's really disappointing that it's too all cold the technology in there. that we've changed with uh, padding and yeah, yeah. boards yeah. and uh, advertising. Yeah. And yet ice remains cold. And I think that's losing the NHL a lot of uh, audience. Speaking of advertising, we should get ads on the jerseys. You know, I look at the Swedish Elite League. Right. And I look at their jerseys that are just like a mosaic of uh, corporate sponsors from Sweden. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we, we should definitely do the corporate sponsorship. But yeah. I think only Swedish brands. I love that idea. Because those jerseys look good. Yeah, they look mm-hmm. great. Um, and I mean... Let's talk about the most popular sport in the entire world, soccer. Mm-hmm. Is Just that enough? Can we Have we talked about it enough? Yeah, probably. Okay, we're moving on from soccer. Cue the Hockey Sport Podcast theme music. Welcome to the Hockey Sport Podcast, episode number one. We're your hosts. I'm Daniel Doney. He is Daniel Doney. He is Stephen Morgan. I am Stephen Morgan. And we'd like to take you through the wonderful world of hockey sport. This is episode one of what is going to be a 1,700-part series on the Game of Kings, as it is often called, the world's sport, mm-hmm. as I've heard it referred to, God's game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The prince's pastime. David versus Goliath was actually uh, a hockey fight. They did it on hand. ice. They did it on ice, at least. Yeah, yeah. it was on ice, at yeah. least. Um, I'm sure of that. Yeah, Goliath Where was, was that? Uh, in um, the Middle East? I thought that was in Dallas. I'm pretty sure in the past, the Middle East was covered in ice, but we'll check on that later. Something to do with the Bible. Yeah, right? They I think hockey's first appearance was in the Bible. They built uh, the Ark on sleds. That's right. Because they thought it was going to be snow, but it turned out. Uh, they play hockey. He said, Jesus saves. Uh, two of every position. So uh, we just want to start it out by talking a little bit about the sport, the hockey sport that we love and we know. Dan, what is your earliest memory of hockey? Uh, earliest hockey memory has probably got to be my dad watching the Vancouver Canucks when Mark Messier was the captain of the team. Um, uh, Canucks legend Mark Messier. Canucks legend Mark Messier. Uh, Did I just you know think that Mark we're... Messier has the most points of any Canuck to ever play. Yeah, I mean he deserves league. it. He deserves it. Oh, mm. that's so depressing. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I, I distinctly remember him uh, on a breakaway, uh, tripping on nothing on his own skates, mm. falling to the ground. They and call my, that the mess. Yeah, the Messier, the classic Messier move, and my dad yelling, "Messier, you bum!" That's my first hockey memory. He had good taste. Yeah. Oh, it holds up. Yeah, that, that quote holds up. Uh, There's some quotes that are dated, you know? Yeah, some quotes are dated. Yeah, like, um, for example, Brad May saying, we're going to get him in, refer- <laughs> in reference to Steve Moore. Right. That yeah. quote doesn't hold up. Yeah, that quote doesn't hold in up. In hindsight, monstrous. Yeah. Okay, I think that Will brings be... us into our first segment. Yeah, Zamboni time? Zamboni time. Uh, segment number one, Zamboni time. Sound effect. That was up. That sounded like a plane. It was the Zamboni. <laughs> Cue sound effect. 
Zamboni time. These are stories that the Zamboni has carried away. Clean the ice. We are not going to talk about these stories. We're not talking about it. Yeah. Zamboni story number one. We're not going to talk about the Maple Leafs being pretty good. They're very, they're very good. Hey, we don't, we're not talking about we're it. We're not talking about that. I think that uh, they've been talked about enough. We're not going to talk about Austin Matthews. We will not be talking about Austin Matthews. Uh, scoring, not scoring, I don't injured. Need to, I don't need to hear. Not I don't injured. Know. I don't know. doesn't matter to me. doesn't matter to me. doesn't matter to me. If you want it, to. it will matter to us on later podcasts. Be clear. This isn't an anti-Toronto podcast, but we're just not talking about it today. If you wanted to hear about Austin Matthews, I recommend anything else about hockey because they only talk about him. Yeah. Zamboni story number two. We are not going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. First of all, they shouldn't exist. Sorry, Vegas. I, I've got... I, I don't even have jokes to contribute. Really? No. You have nothing to say about the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, that's why it's a Zamboni story. Yep. Zamboni story number three. Dan, do you have something you're not going to talk about tonight? Um, I don't think I'm going to talk about Yager. I don't need to talk about Yager. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like, that's fair. Yeah, I don't need to talk about Yager. Jeremy Yager, if you're uh, listening to this to hear references to yourself, this is the only one. You know, we're probably still going to talk about Yager. I take that back. He's going to be mentioned at least once. Okay, how about we only talk about young Yager? Okay, fair enough. We don't talk about old Yager. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have a mullet anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are people wearing mullet wigs? He should bring the mullet back. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. I'm sure that was part of the contract when he signed with Calgary. Oh, it is. Yeah, I've seen the contract. Oh, you have? You've seen it? Yeah. I'm, Interesting. Yeah. What else is in the contract? Nope. Sorry. Then we're not doing this. We're not talking about it. We're not we're talking, not talking about, about it. We'll talk about Yager later. We have to have principles. Um, Zamboni stories, they will not be talked about. Moving on to the next segment. Um, on this day in the history of hockey. Ooh, uh, on this day in so, hockey history. So uh, we're just going to check on the uh, on this day in the history of hockey. The uh, Hockey Hall of Fame has a has a... A big catalog of on this day in history um, in hockey, and you can go to the website at any time and just check it out, and it'll tell you November twenty eighth, just right here. It's the first Google search. Go, and nothing comes up on the Hockey Hall of Fame website. That's right. Let's just change days. Maybe something happened on November twentieth. Nope, still nothing. Nothing comes up when you look on the Hockey Hall of Fame's specific. Page four on this day. There is nothing. This page, okay, does not work. Steve, you want to take this one? I'm going to take this one. So on November 28th, 1979, Billy Smith was the first goalie to score an NHL goal. Wow, that's cool. It's very cool. Do you have anything to say about Billy Smith? I bet he celebrated like a motherfucker. <laughs> that's got to be huge. Do you think that he wanted to be a forward, and when he looks back on his career, he sees one goal, a bunch of assists, and thinks, I fucking sucked? It's definitely his greatest achievement. I think he probably thought about it consistently every game. He was like, I'm going to score a goal in this game, I swear to God. Yeah, he must have. How many goals has uh, Brodeur scored? I know he scored one. That's uh, that's the end of that. He definitely tried more than once. He used to try all the time. Yeah. Uh, Billy Smith, I think, won Stanley Cups. Craziest hockey moment uh, in recent memory was in uh, um, the uh, Olympics, the Winter Olympics in 2010. Uh, in the first game, uh, we played against the Americans. Brodeur was in net. Luongo didn't start that that uh, as a starter for Team Canada. Brodeur was the starter for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. He did hockey the, legend. He did the craziest thing I've ever seen in a game. It was like the puck got flipped into our zone really high up into the air. 
Brodeur skates out of the paint and tried to bat it out of midair like a with a like he's used his stick as a baseball bat, hit it directly to an American forward who shot it at Brodeur. Brodeur fell on the ground, tried to stack the pads. The puck went over him, and, and they scored. It's one of the worst goals I've ever seen. It's incredible. It got Brodeur knocked out of the starting position and probably uh, helped us win the gold medal. Yeah. Maybe he was going for a goal. Maybe that happened on this day in hockey history. Can we look that up? Uh, it was in February. Well, hmm. February, I mean, November. It worked. Do you think that Martin Brodeur watched Billy Smith score that goal? Yeah. And if, yes. And if you imagine being in Martin, yes. Martin Brodeur's head mm-hmm. during there. that game, you're, I'm there. There. you're in his head. I'm in his head right like? now. It's dark. It's dark in there. Is it Frencher than I'm imagining? It's French and dark. Mm, French and dark. French and dark, much like the catacombs. Much like Quebec City. Um, if you were in Martin Brodeur's head, which mm-hmm. apparently you have a very good knowledge of, do you think that – the 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 sounds going through his head at that time were, and Billy Smith scores November twenty eighth nineteen seventy nine, and he's hearing that in his head, and he sees the puck flying in, and he's just thinking, this is my moment. I'm gonna hit a home run and get a Billy Smith goal in the same play at the Olympics. Yeah. Cut to yeah Luongo, carrying the flag for Canada as they <sighs> win the gold. And still ringing through his head, Billy Smith scores. All I heard was Luongo carrying the flag for Canada after they won gold. Can we queue up that clip? Uh, we don't have an audio for this, but we're going to queue up the clip. I'll do the audio. The golden goal! That's all you need. Luongo scores! That's how I remember it. <laughs> also on this day, November 28th, 1982, Ron Sutter was the fifth Sutter to play in the NHL. Wow. A record for brothers from the same family playing in the NHL five it's sad that the other six Sutters never made it to the NHL yeah the other the lost Sutter brothers that's what they call them and unfortunately the 17 Sutter cousins right were all podiatrists yeah all of them yeah in the yeah. same building too they had that they had their own uh they had their own firm podiatry firm mm-hmm. so call it a firm I think depends how hard you squeeze the foot. That's right. I think there's soft podiatry, firm, firm podiatry, podiatry. Um, lotioned podiatry, lukewarm water-based podiatry. Mm. Yeah, probably. Um, that does feel good. To this put brings you. us to our first sponsor. Yep, the Sutter Podiatrist. The Sutter Podiatry. It had, they, we got all your podiatry needs. All seventeen Sutter brothers working on one foot. At the same time. How many hands is that? 17 times 2? Write us in. Let us know. Write us in. Let us know. What are we, what are we uh, asking? We are on, uh, on this day in hockey history. This is our third one. Um, on this day in hockey history was November 28th, 1942, was the longest regular season NHL game in history, which went on for three overtimes when the combative yet ill-fated Brooklyn Americans refused to end their game against the reigning cup champion Boston Bruins. Instead... Forcing three grueling, bloody overtime periods. Damn. Yeah. Ugh. Tragic. The NHL, of course, didn't condone the unsanctioned lengthening of the game, of course. Uh, Why would they? And refused to ice the refs in the OT periods, leading to a lawless, savage stretch of play during with, during which seven overtime goals were scored and three ambulances were called in. Mm. A dark period during uh, NHL history. But mm-hmm. since that game was not approved by the NHL, no record of it can be found today, as you know. No one ever talks about it. But... It still stands as the origin of the phrase old-time hockey. 
the Brooklyn Americans franchise, of course, folded at the end of that year, which was the beginning of the original six era. So thank you very much to the Brooklyn goal scorer who put in the winner. Uh, Bonky Boya. Bonky Boya was uh, – that's uh, where Brooklyn We Go Hard comes from. Bonky mm. Boya said that first mm, interesting. time. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boya, of course, was not his original name. He was uh, born uh, Bonky Boyowski. Right. Uh, but he changed it when he joined the NHL, which was – it was a different time in the NHL. I'd change my name if I joined the NHL. What would you change it to? Daniel Scores. Do you think there's any potential conflicts with uh, how people would – Announce Daniel scores scores. What if it's Daniel scores scores? <laughs> Daniel scores 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 on a breakaway. He scores scores of the blue line. He scores scores at the point. Scores Daniel scores. Daniel scores. Centering Daniel scores. Daniel scores with the penalty. It would really make listening to hockey in the other room difficult. Scores? Oh, no, it's just uh, scores. Sorry, I thought, I thought Daniel scored. <laughs> mm. uh, Steve, what would you change your hockey name to? I'd probably change my hockey name to something like, um, I mean, like, I'd probably keep Steve, but maybe I'd pronounce yeah. it differently. Oh, and then I, I like the idea of naming myself Spiro. after my favorite food. So I'd mm. probably be like, maybe Steph Curry. Right. Steph Curry. I've heard that's how you choose your hockey name is you choose your favorite food. Your favorite food. And then a mispronunciation of your name. Right. So I'd probably be Steph Curry. Great. Yeah. Daniel pulled pork sandwich. I don't know. It doesn't quite have the same ring as Daniel scores. That brings us to our top stories. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the top stories. This is the news bulletin that you cannot miss today. These are the Boom, one or wow. two or maybe five things that you need to know to start the rest of your hockey week. Chow, 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 chow. All right, our first top story, the oil tank. Uh, once again, and let me just uh, can you pass me my notes there, Steve. Can you pass me some of that? Yeah, okay, I got my notes here. All right, so uh, once again, the Oilers are off to a terrible start. They are close to in last... Oh, hang on a second. Oh, that's my notes from the 07 season. One second. All right. Um, sorry. Top story. Uh, once again, the Oilers are off to a terrible start. They are uh, five points out of last... Uh, hang on a second. Oh, this is the 08 season. Shit. Where are my notes? Oh, here we go. Once again, the Oilers are off to a terrible start. Close to last... Pl- oh, hang on. This is the 09 season. Uh, Dan, hang on a you got to get your stuff together. Oilers, terrible... That's 10... Terrible start. 11, oh, 12, 13. Can we edit this out? Uh, one sec. Oh, here we go. Yeah, once again, the Oilers. Oh, no, this is 2014 as well. Jesus Christ. 2015, terrible start. 2016. Wow, almost. That's, that's bad, too. Oh, here we go. 18. Okay. Uh, once again, the Oilers are off to a uh, terrible start. They're uh, five points back from last place in the league uh, right now. Uh, they're actually playing the Coyotes tonight. They're playing the Coyotes tonight. Yeah. That should give them a, a really good run for their money. It should. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it does. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so I uh, think yeah. we're going to talk about this more later. I mean, we're going to talk about it a lot. We're going to talk about it a lot. Um, we are broadcasting this from an undisclosed location, but it is a location that does not appreciate the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they... Hey, I, I was rooting for him in the playoffs last year. Here's... The reason why the Oilers are terrible. Wait, wait, uh, hang on. Go on. 
they kill the hopes and dreams of every player that comes up through that organization. And right now, the only piece of evidence I have is Connor McDavid's face when he saw the Oilers logo get pulled out before he was drafted. And the look on his face is kind of uh, the, the look on a... It's like the look on a child's face when he first hears his parents say something dumb. Mm. And the child for the first time goes, hang on a second. What? Oh, no. That's weird. The rest of my life is going to be affected by this moment. It's foreboding. It's foreboding. He it was a, a foreboding moment. He is a, uh, When Conrad David sees the Edmonton Euler logo come out mm-hmm. for the draft, uh, the look on his face uh, is similar to the look on the face of Rasputin. Right. After the gunshot before the burning uh, right. and seeing the poison coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A- and I'd say that the first season and third season of Connor McDavid's career are equivalent to the part in Rasputin's life when he was pushed into a river, flew downstream, woke up in a cold sweat, covered mm. in blood, right. still digesting poison, right. not knowing where he was, and somehow ended up with a heart trophy. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, the Oilers are off to uh, another start on a uh, you know dismal season. Must be tough to be an Oilers fan, huh? That must be tough. I think the actually I retract that statement. Who gives a shit? No, it isn't. They had Messier and Gretzky. How many cups have they won? Who cares? It's not tough to be an Oilers fan. Go to hell. So the Oilers uh, now have something like uh, they've got a huge amount of cap space. Something like 140 million in cap space. They have enough cap space to purchase. The Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, exactly. And relocate them to Yellowknife. Yeah, so that uh, brings me to the next point. What what are the things that GM Peter Shirelli should use his cap space money on? This is interesting. I really think that uh, uh, Shirelli, who's a listener and a fan, if you're out there, Peter, it's your chance to hear some insight. We've been Shy Town, PD Shy Town, PD Shy Town, as we call him. He calls in sometimes. Peter Shirelli, longtime listener, first time uh, advice getter. Yep. Here's what we advice. think we should. Uh, here's what we think you should do. I mean, to fix this team. I would use the money to buy one of those new Tesla Roadsters. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, I mean, it's it's the fastest car in production right now. I, uh, Elon Musk says that, so I, I I think that's a great use of the money. Yeah, buy absolutely. a couple of those. Buy one for each player. If I were to recommend the best way to improve Peter Shrelly's life, I would say mm-hmm. that I've heard that cocaine is great, and you have the cap space. So have most of the Edmonton Oilers. Sorry, that's who I heard it from. Yeah. Neil Yakupov was trying to get me to buy yeah, cocaine. Cassie, I did cocaine with Cassian and Hall in Edmonton. Oh, Cassian and Hall. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't. Uh, that's not true, but I, I, I know some people who did. Oh, that's the same thing. I think um, Peter Shirelli should use that money. Maybe he could uh, purchase the rights to the DC film universe. Mm-hmm. You know, give him something else to turn around. <laughs> Peter Shirelli, he's got uh, a lot of cap space, as we've mentioned numerous times. I think that the key to making the Edmonton Oilers successful is right. uh, spending some of that money. Spend it. Spend it smart. I would recommend getting a whole new team. Right. Switch teams. Switch teams. The first full team trade. Yeah. I think that that's what you need to do. Yeah. And then, in the contract... Just forget McDavid's name. Right, yeah. So Just you get a whole in. different team. Put Mick Mavid. Mick Mavid. 
right? That's what I do to get find somebody, tickets. find a kid, find a kid in space, find find a kid in Canada mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. who's also named McDavid, mm-hmm. and just put him in the contract. Mm-hmm. Another Connor McDavid. Yeah, a different Connor McDavid. Yeah, just put his name in the contract. Yeah. Sign him. Put him in the contract. Trade everyone else. Trade everybody else. Could you imagine? Which team should he trade? Could it to? you imagine? Who would take that trade realistically? What team? Field this one. I'm gonna field this one. Think about how good they could be if the Edmonton Oilers had the entire Arizona Coyotes team with Connor McDavid on it. It's an improvement. Are they a better team? I mean, how can you rate two things with no value? It's, it's a zero negative. Zero times zero is zero. You can't divide something by zero. So the Edmonton Oilers can only get better. Can they? <laughs> can we riff on this a little more? I feel like we should just, we should just <laughs> let it flow. I've got some more Edmonton stuff. We can come right back. All right. We're going to name some people that Peter Shirelli should trade, and we're going to – I'll throw a name out there, and then Dan will throw out an equivalent. So, for example, Peter Shirelli. You should trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Van Riemsdyk. Van Riemsdyk. Double name. Yeah, you have to Hyphens. trade for equal names. Hyphens. Otherwise, you're losing a name out of the deal. You can't trade him for someone like Myers. You got to have a hyphenated player on your team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I'll go for one. Cam Talbot. Ooh, Cam Talbot. I think he should be traded for Eddie Lack. Mm. Mainly as a mental game. Right. To show the Calgary Flames how low Oilers have sunk. So they stop taking them seriously completely. Yeah. You know, now that Calgary's released Eddie Lack, wouldn't it just fuck with Calgary if they picked him up and mm. traded mm. for their starter goalie? Yep. I think that's brilliant. Um, the Edmonton Oilers should trade Milan Lucic for... I'd say an equivalent uh, of Milan Lucic, if you want to replace his exact skill set, would be trading him for Edward Norton's character in American History X. Right, explain. Um, I don't think I need to. No, I don't think you need to either. Is that not clear? Yeah, I mean, can you curb stomp somebody on ice? Lucic has certainly tried. He once tried at the Roxy. Really? He's gotten in fights at the Roxy a couple times. I would fucking fight Lucic at the Roxy for sure. That's why this is just this is just a full-on hockey story. These are rare. Great. We're going to do one. Is this a real story? This is a real story. We have to preface our stuff. Don't Andy Kaufman me, Steve. I'm not Andy Kaufman me. Uh, you'll remember this. Milan Lucic is in town post Stanley Cup Finals in town in Vancouver. Goes partying at post 2011. Post 2011. Right. Goes partying at the wait Roxy. wait like right post or uh, or, or, or pretty close. I'd say 2013 or something like that. Oh, I'm okay. not gonna. Okay. Don't not, not right after. Don't, not right after. Okay. okay. Let's rephrase this. Okay. Gotcha. Milan no, sorry, Lucic. I was confused. Gotcha. Milan Lucic went partying on a Bruins away game in Vancouver, his hometown, went to the Roxy, a classy joint in Vancouver, mm. Mm, and got in a fight with someone there. And it was nearly arrested, and his response to this was, I'm never partying downtown Vancouver again. <laughs> There's so many wise <laughs> nuggets in that uh, epiphany that Milan Lucic had after getting into what was a post, supposedly several fights the Roxy. And I think the main epiphany was people in this town hate me and they're going to fight me every chance they get. And I get, I bet that that's frustrating, but maybe you shouldn't go partying on a road trip. Top story number two. Top story number two. Top story number two. Headline. Weinstein, Spacey, Kessler, 
Love it. Remember that picture that came out of Kessler um, butt naked next to the big block of ice? Oh, Daniel, I have so much to show you. <laughs> it's so funny that you would reference the other time Kessler's naked. Because <laughs> for those of you not following at home, uh, a tweet came out from the Anaheim Ducks Ooh. Uh, on November 26th, which has since been deleted. So really? good, good on them. Wow. You always know that's good. If you had to delete something from Twitter, you messed up. I mean, it doesn't really seem useful. It's out there. Oh, it's out you there. You found it. It's for not example, deleted. I will play it for you. So there's an office building. Kessler's walking through the office building completely naked. He's got, save for a, an Anaheim hat. I think it's an Anaheim Ducks hat. Great acting on Kessler's part. I'd like to get our sexual harassment insider, Dan Doney, to mm -hmm. comment on uh, how you feel about this video and specifically in relation to um, the times that we live in. I mean, I think it's really unfortunate for Kessler. Um, it's the wrong time to be doing that kind of inappropriate behavior, especially in a workspace. Um, I think he should publicly apologize. Mm -hmm. I think he should resign from the NHL. Definitely. Never play again. Yeah. Um, a minimum. I think he should apologize to Canucks Nation specifically. Probably. Um, I would say when they planned that, they must have forgotten that they are in Anaheim, which right. is really close to Hollywood. Right. And I would say that region's reputation for things like this isn't great right now. Right. Um, You're placing Kessler among the Hollywood elite. I'm saying he's among the Hollywood worst. Yeah, put him on the list. I'll put him on the list. I put him on the list. With Anyways, that uh, brings us back to our headline, which is Weinstein, Spacey, Kessler. More on that later. More on this. As it develops. As it develops. It's a developing story. As always. Our next top story. Top story alert. Blades of Glory. Breaking oh, man. news bulletin. You guys, the funniest thing happened today. Jonathan Druin walked on the ice with skates and there were no blades in them. On the ice? So funny. He fell right over. They had to drag him off the ice. Did he fall on his butt? It was hilarious. It was hilarious. You probably saw it on all the major news coverage. They all covered it. It was so funny man hockey players are hilarious anyway in other news um in uh tuesday's game against the arizona coyotes the entire edmonton oilers walked onto the ice wearing skates with no blades but no one seemed to notice the oilers lost 11 to 4 that actually it, helped their goal differential it did actually yeah uh, in celebration of the victory the coyotes were promptly moved to seattle so we've uh, got a new team in seattle that's exciting very the exciting. seattle sea coyotes seattle, the seattle sea coyotes go sea coyotes Spelt S-E-E, -E, coyotes, surprisingly. Uh, when asked to comment on how to jumpstart the flailing Edmonton Oilers season, Edmonton Oilers coach Todd McClellan said, I don't know, maybe Flubber? I was thinking of rubbing Flubber onto the players' skates. Is Flubber real? So there you go, Todd McClellan um, looking to use a little bit of science on the Oilers. In response to this, uh, Walt Disney 
pitchers, and Buena Vista Pitchers has given a cease and desist to him for the use of Flubber, which is a registered domain name and a fictional product, so the Edmonton Oilers are back to square one. Right, back to square one once again. Our next top story. Before we get to our next top story, (laughs) I'd like to announce uh, this week's guest. Uh, We're excited to have uh, our guest on the podcast. Can be calling in from the city of Chicago. Any guesses? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan Taves. You said Chicago. Oh, he's so Chicago. You're so right. Uh, no, we're going alphabetically. Or okay. at least we're going based on people that will return our calls. And right. that was Artem Anisimov. So oh, tune cool. In at the end of the Wow, episode. real NHL player. Yeah, That's crazy. NHL players. Yeah. Um, tune in. That's why we haven't been insulting Chicago yet. Right. So hold, hold stories, hold tough stories six, seven, and nine until after Artem goes on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, and sure. actually not. Yeah, yeah, don't I'm delete the one. Oh, should I talk about Patrick Kane in the? No, cap- oh. no. Should I not talk about that? Uh, maybe at the end of the interview, just like spring it on. Uh, just like just, ask, just can like you comment asking, on Patrick Kane him. and the uh, cab driver yeah. and stuff like that? But the rest of them just like move them to afterwards. Okay. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. okay that's that's good. Good. So Artem yeah. Amisinov, Amisinov. Can't wait. Say his name. One time fast. I'm not 100% sure what his name is. Artem Anisimov? Is that it? Uh, other Anisimov? than the question mark at the end of it, you are... I actually don't know. Well, shit. Well, he, anyway, we, he's on. We, he's on later. He's on later. So I we'll ask him. Damn. Uh, a couple questions we're going to ask Artem. Uh, first of all, first question for Artem Anisimov. How did you get uh, to where you are right now? Did you, like, bus... Did you cab? Mm-hmm. Do hockey players take public transit? Yeah. Um, another question. How do you feel about the current state of where you're sitting? Like the chair or the mm-hmm. sofa or wherever it is necessarily. Yeah. Are you comfortable? Yeah, exactly. I, are you comfortable? I don't want to get too personal, but I'm planning to ask Artem Anisimov, uh, how are you doing? Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to ask him what he – Basically, like how he, what he used to call us in on is it a phone mm-hmm. or is he maybe his computer you can call on your computer nowadays? So, have we talked enough about the Edmonton Oilers sucking? I'd like to say a few words, sure. Um, back to uh, the year I think it was 1971 that uh, Pronger took the Oilers to the cup final. Um, I rooted for them 79, and after that, I said to myself, 80. I can't, I can't, 80 was it 80? I think it was 80. Okay. After that, I said I can't root for them anymore. Really? And How come? Because Too much I hate a lot of what they represent, you know? Right, expand Fascism, on that point. Right. Marxism. Marxism. Nihilism. Not, they're very nihilistic as a Faustism. group. Faustism. They're, they're, very, they're Faust. very Faustian. They're very How Faustian. did they get first overall picks four to six years? I'm telling you. So, there's something. Deal with the devil. They're selling. They're selling. They had to sell Neil Yakubov's soul to get McDavid. That is a fact. Um, sorry, where was I going with this? So, I yep. haven't rooted for them since 20-whatever-it-was. Yeah. 1980. And they haven't been good since. They really haven't. Right. So, um, I'm confident that my uh, cynicism towards them and just general displeasure that they are a team even uh, will continue to pit them at the bottom of the league. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's just the same old story, same old song and dance. They've been bad for so long, and they were really good for that last season, and now they suck again. What it's did so you just reference? Funny. 
An Aerosmith song? <laughs> you just referenced an Aerosmith song? Yeah. It's pretty... Ju- I, I just think the Edmonton Oilers season is pr- just pretty par for the they course. Are, I just think it's so funny. I think the Edmonton it's Oilers so are the Aerosmith of the NHL. It's definitely the funniest thing happening in sports today. I can't name a funnier headline than Edmonton Oilers still suck. One last word about the Edmonton Oilers. Go. One word. Oh, hilarious. All right, our last top story of the night. Put the puck past the goaler. Goals are up this season significantly. Teams are averaging about, what, up to 12 goals per game, which wow. is up significantly from last season overall. Last season was four goals I think four, per two games. Yeah, four Stats goals. Stats don't really carry over. Yeah, so anyway, goals are up. That's amazing. Saves are down. Yeah. Uh, reasons? I would say um, a lot of NHLers are... Uh, Pisces, mm-hmm. and I read recently from a, a fairly credible source right. that uh, the Pisces are going to have a large windfall. Yeah, in November. Yeah, we're going to talk about horoscopes later. We got some horoscopes to read okay, later good. in the podcast. Okay, I won't uh, spend all my horoscope knowledge. I mean, spent some of it. I I spent a good proportion of it on that Pisces thing. Yeah. So we know that goals are up because. They've been doing some different penalty stuff and right. uh, slashing and stuff like that. Slashing. There's a lot of things. They're I've calling been, slashing a lot more. I, I've been seeing a lot of things called. I've seen a lot more spitting. Uh, spitting penalties. Interestingly enough, the refs have to spit in to order call to call the spitting, spitting penalty. penalty. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, they have to because the timekeeper is getting soaked. It's it's it yeah it, it's like a constant loop of penalty because yeah. the refs have to give another ref a penalty. There's been a lot more penalties for bad playoff beards, right. which I am all for. I'm I think they've been lenient on this for years. Hundred percent. Yeah, know, I'm, be, the, I'm all Ed Bell for. I'm all for Ed Bell. I'm all for Ed Bell for. I think you're all Bell for that. I'm all Bell for that. Okay, I feel like that pun worked really well. It was right. No, I'm, I'm happy with it. It was all right. I'm really happy with that. You know, there's something there. There's something there. I just like talking about Ed Belfour again. Yeah, totally. That guy was dope. Yeah. Um, they've been calling a lot more penalties. Yeah. A yeah. Lot. So they've been calling spitting. They've been hugging. Yeah. Way more no hu- hugs. Way more hugging penalties. Uh, I think that the no hug rule hasn't been enforced the way I would like it because I think it's ridiculous. To be the, honest, the way it's happening these days, there is like. Two or three hugs happening. I'm sitting there on my couch and going, they're hugging right now. Where's the call? Absolutely. You know, they score a goal. They hug. Ah, it's bullshit. Such bullshit. Such bullshit. Uh, Hugging in front of the net. It's Hugging on the boards. Hugging on the boards? That's five-minute major, in my opinion. Um, What I've really liked seeing this year, and I think it's a big reason why goal scoring is is up a lot, is uh, penalties for not celebrating goals. Um, I think it's been really fun to see... Them getting stricter on that, you know, like, you got to make an effort. You mm. scored a goal, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a responsibility to pretend your stick is on fire. Ovechkin scored 18 goals this season. Mm, did he? Already. That yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. 18. That's a real fact. That's a stamp it. Yeah, Take stamp that. Ovechkin has scored 18 goals already in the season. That's a fact. I'm just wondering, maybe Ovechkin hired the Monstars to steal Nylander's talent? Nylander scored one goal in 17 games. Mm, that's interesting. Do you think that uh, there's a possibility Ovechkin will have to lose forever if he 
doesn't score 50 goals this year? On Mars, yeah. He'll always on, lose. On Mars, he'll always lose. I'm looking, I'm thinking about a Space Jam sequel with Ovechkin. Oh, man. Set in Russia. Yeah. That would be so good. Subtitles, I would watch. Kovalchuk. Ovechkin surely has no charisma. Any other thoughts about scoring? I mean, the hockey gods surely must be angered by Yager's continued presence. I think the hockey gods are angered by the fact that we Zamboni'd Yager already. Ooh, that's true. We can't talk about him. You know what that means. Donny broke the Zamboni roll. Slime him! Ooh, I got slimed! That's slimy! Thank you, Punisher, for the sliming. Uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal in the house, everybody. The Punisher. All right, so uh, we're getting a phone call in here. looks like Artem is on the line. Artem! Artem? Artem, thanks so much there? for coming. Artem? Artem? Artem. We got Artem? Oh, sorry. I will call him back. One sec. Anybody there? Sorry, it's going to voicemail. That's going to voicemail. Shit. Okay, we'll call him back. We'll call him back later we'll in a second. He, he wasn't scheduled said, for later. He said anyway, two, so. right? Yeah. What time is it? I mean, it's only 155 right now. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Artem and Ismail coming up. Yeah. After the break. Top of the hour. All right. Next segment. Our annual, sub-annual, bi-annual, we weren't wrong segment. Ba, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. We weren't wrong. Hooray! This week in celebrating us not being wrong, we'd like to say that unlike all other hockey podcasters, prognosticators, TV analysts, and talk show hosts, we were not wrong about the following teams, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the New Jersey Devils, the Detroit Red Wings, the Vancouver Canucks, and the LA Kings. We did not predict those teams to be in or out of the playoffs, and we did not predict them to be the opposite of that right this second. I'm uh, especially happy about how wrong everyone else was except us. Yeah. Largely because we didn't make any predictions this year. Right. But I think it's worth noting that they did make predictions and they're wrong, and so we have every right, right to insult them. Of course. That's, of course. That's the age we live in. Of course. I'm not even sure that they've uh, uh, admitted that they're wrong yet. I don't think right? they have. No, I, I don't think, see any of that. much like Ryan Kessler, it's time that they apologized and that that's right. they resigned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to the predictions that yep. we didn't make and weren't wrong for having made. Nope. I'd like to read out to you the Hockey News' magazine season preview predictions. For this is the official Hockey News season predictions. Uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, Metro Division, they had the worst two teams being the New Jersey Devils and New York Islanders. Ooh. Seven and eight. Both Devils of them are leading their division. Uh, a very strong season. They Devils did not are good. The Devils being the top in the Metro. The Devils are good. The Devils are a couple of little... Devils. Satan's. Sorry, devils. So just, uh, I couldn't yeah, find the word. De- yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Devil. Devil. Davos. Davos. The New Jersey Seaworths. The New Jersey Onion Knights. Dude, I would. The be, Las Vegas Onion I would be, Knights. Oh, the Las is, Vegas is Onion Knights. Obvious joke I would there. wear that jersey. Oh, I would wear that. Totally. A big onion? No, a big hand without fingers. Yeah, I was thinking they have to carry a little pouch with their fingers. They in cut them. off. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, Flurry's fingers. Stannis is the. Uh, Stannis is the coach for the first half of the season, and then Jon Snow is the coach for the rest. <laughs> Should I spoiler alert that one? Ah, uh, if you're not on, if you're, you're not, not on deck, Game of Thrones, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not watching Game of Thrones, if there's one person at home going, "Oh, come on, spoilers!" <laughs> go to hell. Go to hell. 
Don't call in. Don't call Do we have a section where we Did. get people to call in? Uh, we have a phone number. What's it's the phone number? Uh, it's not public. Right. It's not my, it's my cell phone. Artem. Uh, did I? If our, uh, we sorry, should if, email him your if number. Our, Maybe if Artem is listening, yeah, my we'll number is 604 Great. Great number. I, it's easy to remember. Yeah. Artem, uh, if you're looking for the number, that's what it is. Actually, if you're listening to a radio version of this, it will be beeped. Right. If you're listening to the online version, it will not be beeped. Right. And I should, like this American life. I should warn you that there may be some language, and we will Ooh, acknowledge the existence of We should of have said that at the podcast. beginning of podcast, yeah. yeah. Okay, shit. Um, this podcast will acknowledge the existence of sex. Yeah. Should we have a trigger warning about the 2011 playoffs? For oh, Vancouver fans out 2011 there? playoffs trigger warning. That would have been good. Um, I'll record this. We'll play it earlier. We'll put uh, a trigger warning at the, the beginning the of the podcast. may contain references to a dark, dark time in Vancouver history that shall not be named that happened in the year 2011. I can't believe we rioted again. <laughs> You mean because we also rioted in 94? Yeah. <laughs> what? There were two riots? There there was another riot, but that was the problem. Did we riot back in 82? No. We lost four straight. There's no way we rioted. I don't know that for a fact. I know a lot of things for facts. That's not one of them. I don't know if we rioted. Hey, you know what? Uh, later on in the segment, we're going to have a... Uh, or sorry, later on in the podcast, we're going to have a segment um, about old hockey stories. We should get somebody who um, remembers the 82 series and get them to talk I, about I it. I think we might be able to have an expert call in. Yeah, I think we can do that. Artem? Oh, is Artem around? Is Artem on the line? I think Artem Anisimov might be on the line. We will. I'll check back in a second. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to the prediction. Actually, yeah. <clears throat> if we could just talk for a second more about the riot, I think that's a... I thought we weren't going to talk oh, about 2011. We're not going to talk about 2011. Yeah, we'll talk about the riot later. We'll talk about the riot later. That's like a whole expose. I think that should be a specific we should, we episode. Should, the the oh, listen, we could just get we'll, we'll just get it all out of the way in one episode. Yeah, we'll do a whole riot episode. We'll I'm do a sure. whole 2011 podcast. We'll get a bunch of people, and we'll do it'll be an anniversary. It'll be or like something. a Dateline. We'll get all the different members of the Canucks that were there: Luongo, Schneider. They'll be back together. Schneider's finally. wife, Kessler, obviously. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Schneider's wife. I'm sh- or or Schneider. But it's a rumor. Um, teams we were not wrong about. We were not wrong about the Detroit Red Wings. A lot of people talking rebuild. A lot of people talking uh, the streak is over. Let's burn this thing down. A lot of people just saying Detroit's a shitty place that no one wants to live in. I mean, it wasn't hockey related, but people were saying it. We weren't wrong about Detroit. We big, had no prediction about big them. Arts and they community. are actually pretty good. Uh, is there an arts community? Yeah, big arts community in Detroit. Oh, that's cool. Like plays? No, like graffiti. <laughs> why are they so wrong? Why, why, why do they are get they this so, so wrong? wrong? One thing they won't be wrong about is that they predicted the Edmonton Oilers to make it to the cup final. So that'll happen, right? Other teams were not wrong about. We were not wrong about the Vegas Golden Knights, um, but we also don't talk about them. So let's just forget that they exist and let's pretend that they are not leading the Pacific Vision. <sighs> They're leading the Pacific Division. Again, Hockey News predictions predicted the four worst teams in the divisions were going to be New Jersey, Detroit, Las Vegas, and Colorado. And I don't know about Colorado, but I assume they're doing good. Can we check that? They're doing. I can't check anything. You can't check it? 
I can't check it. I'm going to assume that the Colorado Avalanche are leading the division. Is Patrick Waugh still in the Avalanche? Does he still play goal? Uh, Patrick Waugh still the goalie? How many goals does Patrick Waugh have? <clears throat> Patrick it's weird that they call them goalies. They don't score. They don't score. Uh, it's weird that they call them defensemen. They've never defenestrated someone right. out a window. Interesting. It's weird that they call them forwards. They're not very forward in the interviews. No. They often dance around the question. Yeah, totally. I wish they were a little more forward. I wish they were answers. more forward with their answers. Yeah. It's, weird mean, they, it's weird they call them coach. Right. They're not a handbag. Right. That's mm. right. They don't um, uh, drive a horse-drawn carriage. It's weird they call them GMs. They're not a truck company. Uh, that moves into our uh, next segment. Um, it's called Worst or Best. It's called Worst or Best. It's a comparison between two teams always. Uh, so, uh, Steve, what do you think the worst team in the league is right now? The Edmonton Oilers or a bag of salami from a deli? Uh, well, I would say that the salami has less regulation losses. Yeah. So I think that the, the salami is probably the better team. I mean, consider this. The salami is not technically a team in the league. But they're not disappointing anybody. They have, they're performing pretty much just as everyone thought they would. Whereas oh, well, Edmonton, yeah. major disappointment. So, Did I mention that the Hockey News predicted Edmonton Oilers to make it to the Cup Final this year? That's right. What did they predict the bag of salami to do? Um, the bag of salami, they said, had a chance at the Calder. But, oh, no, sorry. I was looking at Brock Besser. Oh, that's Brock Besser. Okay. Um, do you have another one for uh, best or worst? No, that's it. Okay, cool. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Oh, cool. Sweet. That's awesome. Wow. Undefeated. Time for the Out of Town Scoreboard. The Get Out of Town Scoreboard. Get Out of Town. All right, Out of Town Scoreboard. We're going to give you live updates. You guys are probably listening to this. Jerry, get out of town. Thank you. That was a late music cue on that. Out of Town Scoreboard. What's the scores? Can't what wait. What's the scores? You guys are probably listening to this Monday morning on July 22nd, 2018. Probably, yeah. Um, sometime in the summer. Sometime deep into the Pens presidency. And so you probably know what happened in these games, but our out-of-town scoreboard for the night of the 28th of November, Tuesday. Are all the games over? Are there still any games going on? Uh, the games are uh, the games are not over yet, but obviously since you'll be listening to this later, we're going to give you the final score of the games. Right. Uh, the... The Toronto Maple Leafs are up 3-1 against the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames. That is in the third period with 11 minutes left, and the final score of that game is going to be... 3-1 for Calgary. The Coyotes... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they were playing uh, the Oilers tonight. They were playing the Oilers tonight. Oh, God, what's the score? I Tell really me what period. I thought we were done. Tell me what period. I really thought we were done with the Oilers. I thought the Oilers have had no, their time. No, don't, We man. can't be this what, what period is it in we right now? We can't be this. It's in the third. There's okay, 13 the third. minutes left. 13 minutes left. Sure. Plenty of time. The their Oilers are only losing by one. But. What's the score? One nothing? 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. That's not bad. Um, I mean, Jesus. It is bad. They're the, the worst team Coyotes in the league. Went My God. If, 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 if the Coyotes beat Edmonton... Uh, Already today, we're we've been talking about the Oilers a lot. Everybody's been talking about the Oilers. If the Coyotes beat the Oilers tonight, rapture, rapture, rapture in Edmonton. Yeah, this is the is first, the headline. The first Coyote. That's got to be the headline. Not even in the sports section in Edmonton. That's the that's the that's front the that's front headline. page news. That's business. That's life and style headline. That's life and style. 
Yeah. That's entertainment. That's the obituaries. That's the, even the car. You know the part in the uh, news when they classifieds. The cla- all the cars. Yeah, the classifieds. Yeah. The classifieds or like the car section. Obituary. The obituary. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Uh, Brutal. The Coyotes are beating. Yep, the Coyotes are beating the Oilers two one with twelve minutes left, which means the final score is going to be six one for the Coyotes. Beautiful. Dallas Love Stars that. tied in a deadlock. 0-0 with the Golden Knights. Ooh. And in depressing news, the Canucks scored two goals tonight, which was not enough to defeat the five the Islanders put up, which is a loss. But if I could just give a highlight of the night yeah, give um, it. for the Canucks, the best goal of the night was certainly Oliver ekman Larson's goal on the Edmonton Oilers to go up 2-1. Oliver ekman Larson, Oliver ekman Larson, Oliver ekman Larson, Oliver Ekman-Larsen. Uh, other winners tonight, the Panthers, the rat came out on top. Mm-hmm. The Sharks, whose mascot is, I assume, a slot machine. The Blue Jackets won, the Kings won, and the Predators won, and none of those are very interesting. The so. Blue Jackets used to have a cannon for a mascot. That's not true. And now it's a wasp. It's a yellow jacket. They used to have a cannon, like an anthropomorphic cannon. That sounds awesome. Like a yeah, Mario it's cool, right? cannon? Yeah, like a cannon. That's sweet. I know, so cool. I'm down with that. Me too. Yeah. Columbus wasn't. No, Columbus wasn't. They, they changed. went for bees. They went for a bee. Yeah. So if you were like, the Boston Bruins are nicknamed the bees. Which team has a bee as a mascot? You would get that wrong. Yeah. Mm, okay. So as a couple of uh, self acclaimed millennials right i how, wear it proudly how, how do we what time frame do we define millennial by? uh born in the 90s we've been we can remember the millennium happening the change the but changing of the guard remember the soviet union that's it no i don't remember the wall yeah, i don't down. remember the soviet union for anything no it's history um, so as self- that's a good mark of a millennial i would say so you don't remember the Soviet Union, but you still know what it is. I would say a good mark of the, the millennial the is point. I don't remember the Edmonton Oilers ever winning anything. Anything. So as a couple of millennials who, as we've described, uh, you're a millennial if you don't remember the Edmonton Oilers ever winning anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know shit about hockey. People talk about Guy Lafleur, and no. I don't know anything about we don't Guy know Lafleur. Anything. Like, he was fast, I think. He scored that one goal where the goalie fell over after he scored it. That's iconic. I don't know anything else. I mean, I've always felt like to really be a part of hockey, you need to see the Montreal Canadiens win four cups in the span of 10 years. Yeah, and we did. And until that happens, again, we're we're not really true yeah. hockey fans. We haven't seen, I don't remember, there a needs Canadian to be, team winning. No, there needs to be a Canadian team dynasty, and it... And it and it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, and it's frankly not looking good for which Canadian team it might be next. Um, we wanted to get a little bit of perspective. So we have a section called perspective. Tales from the Old Game. And that's not the name of it. What is it called? Tales from the Old World. Tales from the Old Rink. Rink Tales. Uh, Keep guessing. Tales from Ice... Past. I can't even find it. Oh. Tales of the old breed. Tales of days gone by. Ooh, 
that's nice. All right, with Brent. That deserves a whiskey drink. Whiskey drink. I take a vodka drink. I take a cider drink. We're drinking whiskey now. I sing the songs that remind me of the better times. Oh, Danny boy. Um, tales of days gone by. These are tales told by my dad, who's been a fan of hockey for a really long time. Really any old person that we can find that has a good hockey story. I'm sure we'll find more. This is where you get a chance to call in and talk to someone who isn't your grandson. Call in. Guys. Call in. Call in. Please. Please. So uh, I don't know if my dad's going to want to do this, so I'm going to give him a call. I I actually don't know if they're home. So here we go. We're going to dial up my parents and see if my dad has a hockey story. I have something I want to ask him about Mm -hmm. in the past. Um, And then me and Dan can talk about uh, what we learned from, from the wisest generation, some would call it. It's always good to look into the past. All right, here we go. Teach us lessons about the future. All right, we are calling my parents. Hello. Hey, Dad, how's it going? Hi. Oh, hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not much. Um, I actually have a strange request for you. You have a what? Me and Dan are doing a podcast. Hey. About hockey. Yeah. And we wanted to do a segment where we asked. Uh, you questions about older hockey knowledge. Yeah? And I was wondering if you wanted to be on the podcast. Sure. How long do I have to talk? Not very long. You're on it right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay. It's not a real good time because Sally and Jim are over right now. Um, this is just, this will be a quick segment. Can I just pull you away for five minutes? Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you repeat the odd thing, who knows? Okay. All right, so uh, we wanted to talk about some of the older times in hockey history, and Mm -hmm. the thing that I wanted to ask you about was the greatest hockey moments were being decided by NHL.com, and you and I went through some of the moments that NHL decided were the best of all time, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get your reaction about the final two contestants for greatest moments of all time in the NHL which it came down to uh, Mario Lemieux getting five goals five different ways and Bobby Orr's St. Louis goal in the final. Those are the two final things? Yeah, those are the two best moments yeah. in the history of hockey. That's the two. And, and neither of those two are Gretzky moments? Nope. nope. Okay, well, they, they've blown it already. But anyhow, of those two... I wouldn't vote for either one of them, but I guess I would vote for the Lemieux one only because the Bobby Orr uh, winning goal in a series against St. Louis was really kind of an anticlimactic goal. It was not that significant in that uh, St. Louis was new to the league. It was maybe their second or third year in the league. It was a given that they were going to be swept in the final. And if I recall correctly, this was the fourth game, and it was a 4 nothing Boston sweep. Um, the goal was not that spectacular goal, and Bobby Orr's lunge after shooting the puck was never really that impressive. It always, to me, looked like it was um, almost staged or rehearsed, and it wasn't the result of a body check or an incredible lunge that he made to score the goal. Um, to me, it was not that impressive a goal. Uh, so I guess I'm only answering the question on why that shouldn't be it. 
I personally don't recall Mario Lemieux scoring five goals in five different ways, and obviously he did, but I don't remember watching highlights of that or hearing about it in a big way um, in the newspaper, and I read the, the hockey sports page every day. Anyhow. So when did you start watching hockey? Uh, 1967, the, the greatest year in NHL history. I wonder what uh, specific <laughs> event led you to think 1967. Well, it, was year, it was the most recent time that the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Right. Um, that was my introdu- introduction to hockey, was watching the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. And um, I kind of thought that was going to happen pretty frequently after 1967. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but... This year has got a lot more potential than any other year. So who knows? So 50 Uh, years strong. Yeah. My allegiance has been there pretty consistently for all those years. Well, we we called mainly to talk about uh, the Bobby Orr bit, which I think is an interesting insight because I think that when I first heard they were doing NHL best moments, my initial reaction was, well, Bobby Orr's goal is going to win 100%. And I think Dan felt the same way. Yeah. Dan felt like as soon as you hear iconic moments, that's the one. But it's not a great moment. And so I think that this is breaking news for our podcast <laughs> that we'd like to say the greatest moment in NHL history is actually pretty lame. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. Uh, it, was, it was for me. It was kind of a given they were going to win. I'm still stunned that there's not a Wayne Gretzky moment in there. 50 goals in 39 games was probably the most amazing feat in my hockey memory. Or maybe uh, maybe Esposito's 76 goals uh, was pretty incredible back in the 70s or early 70s. But anyhow, and you're not uh, mentioning yeah, that, that, that image of Orr floating through the the air looks impressive, but it was kind of a jump more than anything else that. Uh, wasn't really that dramatic or eventful I didn't think it's just it's shown constantly and that's only the, the, the big reason why it's an iconic event and it's Bobby Orr who's probably one of the greatest players of all time obviously I mean not according to you but okay <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's one of the greatest players of all time but I don't think that moment warrants it I guess that's his visually most iconic moment anyhow mm-hmm. well that's yeah, that's super interesting that's great I think it's gonna win I think yeah, it's gonna 39 39 for games sure for 50 goals should have won, especially when you consider he got nine goals in the last two games to get it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, which, like, that's more impressive than five goals five different ways. I well, think people just wanted to vote. what Ovechkin did in the first two games of the season this year. Yeah, right. Seven goals. Uh, anyways, uh, we might try and make a recurring segment out of uh, stories from the past, so okay. maybe I'll give you a call back. I better do some research before you call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want some stuff pre-1967. Yeah, I can't go before that. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks, okay. Dad. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. That was great. So interesting. Man. That was some serious shade on Bobby Orr. And it's the, just and the more Bruins. evidence that the Bruins sh- shouldn't exist. They should be traded. The Bruins aren't a team anyone should respect. Down with the Bruins. Down, I say. Down with the legacy. Down, Down with, with everything. History. Yeah, we should blot them out from history. Yeah, absolutely. Just almost as if they never existed. I think it's uh, it's it's really it shows how time can just warp all things. You know, like I mean that photograph is he is, a hero? That photograph is so iconic. It's obviously gonna win. 
Yeah. Bobby Orr's goal is, is going to win. Hockey history. And when you think about it as a 4 nothing sweep against an expansion team that played in an entirely expansion conference and made the cup final three times and did not win at all. Yeah. Sorry, St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were guaranteed to make – one of the expansion teams was guaranteed to make the final. Yeah. And so they were bad. Can you imagine if we were hockey fans at that point? How this team bullshit is so weird. would that be? Yeah. Those three years where we just – every single conference final is basically the final because so the real final is so complete cool. bogus. That's so Who's dumb. playing an extra round? Oh, that's so dumb. Super dumb. It's like if it was like, okay, there's 31 – there's 30 teams in one conference and there's the Vegas Golden Knights in the other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, then clearly the cup Jeez, champion – Was Batman around? Was that Batman? That was Batman. Sounds like a Batman move. It sounds like a Batman move. <laughs> Let's give six new teams with no good players on them and let one of them say they made the cup final three years in a row. We have a special sound effect ready for uh, morbid jokes about Gary Bettman, and we're going to play that now. I'm Gary Bettman. Oh, that's fitting. Okay. He's a friend of the podcast. Yeah, a friend of the podcast. He sponsors. Does he? Yeah, he does. Bettman's Bites. Share bets. Bettman's Discount Meats. Bettman's Animal Shelter. Bettman's Little Bessie Funeral Home. Bettman's Money Multiplying Machine. It makes money. Bettman's Boo Deafener. Deafen all the boos in your life. Bettman's uh, Mechanic Hockey Suit. If you're really bad at hockey, it'll make you good at hockey. Bettman's Magical Miracle Hockey Market Grow. Sprinkle it on any non-hockey market in a desert and a magical hockey market will appear with fans and sponsors and wins. Batman's magical hockey market grow. Buy it today. Batman looks like the penguin from Batman. He should play the penguin in Batman. He looks like the Danny DeVito penguin. Yeah, he does. Batman. I remember one time being legitimately impressed by that stat. I once told someone, I was like, did you know the St. Louis Blues made it the cup final three straight years after their expansion? And I had no idea that they beat no teams to get there. Yeah. The first uh, series they lost actually in two games. They just gave up. That's amazing. Yeah. Two That's games. merciful. Yeah. It and was, they'd lost too many players. It was mercy. Yeah. So Bobby Orr is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner for fight of the night, Ooh. Daniel. In the other corner, in the blue trousers and no shirt, Steven. The fight tonight, the debate, not mm -hmm. pre-planned. We're just going to wing it. The question is. Love it. Three on three is not exciting enough. Improve it. Right. Daniel, what is your improvement to three on three? Guns. Elaborate. Guns. Let's add guns to the equation. Um, you can't shoot the players. The audience, the crowd, gets guns. Paintball guns. BB guns. Everybody in the arena gets a gun. So it's real home ice advantage. Interesting. Real home ice advantage. But if the away team can battle battle through all the paintballs and the BB guns, I mean, they, they get... Um, uh, if the away team wins, they get six points. I want to hear pros and cons. No, they get four points. Double the points. Okay. They get I want to hear pros and cons. Pros. It's fun to shoot a gun. Cons. Somebody might get injured. Mm-hmm. Pros. That's it. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to go for uh, n- no padding, just skates and underwear. Because, frankly, female viewership is down. I do find it so much more interesting to watch hockey when they don't have helmets. I like seeing the hair. I like seeing the faces. Mm-hmm. They imagine, all look the same with that plus abs. Ooh, that'd be mm, nice. That'd be interesting. That'd be huge. So you've got regular three on three. There's just four people on the ice. Yep. Goalies naked. Wow. Pucks made of something soft, so that right softer. Not, it's softer pucks, not too soft. It still bruises, but still not, hurts. Yeah, it's like a not the puck. Yeah. And everyone's wearing skates. They're wearing like loincloths, gladiator style. Like a Nerf puck. It's a Nerf puck. Yeah, it's like a Nerf. It's puck. like a Nerf puck. And uh, it's. 40 minutes long awesome and it's best of every five minutes is a game best of nine three on three should go on for longer no shootout bring it take All right, closing out. arguments take the shootout out shoot that's a def- out the shootout it's a totally different argument don't need it anymore okay closing arguments for why guns should be added to three on three no shootout take the shootout out of the game. It's a different debate. I disagree. I think the shootout's great. I won the debate. Ah, uh, why? Because we started talking about something else. Uh, well done. Well done. I put it there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Sound of a handshake. That was the fight of the night. Fight. Fight okay. night. World of other sport. World of other sport. This is a segment of the podcast where we talk about the world of other sport, the other sporting goods that are going on around the world of other sport. Um, an incredible, amazing, extremely exciting sports news: the Grey Cup happened very recently. Um, the Toronto Argonauts won. Uh, I think it was 112 to two. They beat the Calgary uh, Stampedros. Um, I couldn't name a player on either of those Grey Cup it's okay. teams. Go beat yourself up. Um, well, it's probably because uh, TSN's Grey Cup coverage was brought to you by the Mosquito Alarm. It's a high-frequency noise that keeps under-25s away. They put it around in schools and stuff so people don't hang out. Um, when asked why the CFL uses the high-pitch frequency during all broadcasts and live games, CFL Commissioner Randy Miso Horny Ambrosi said, Fuck the future! So there you go. That's the state of the CFL in Canada. Uh, mosquito Alarm, high-pitch frequency. Fuck the future. I can't name a player. Is Damon Allen still playing? G-Roy Simon. I mean, these are BC Lions players. All right. In other sport news, Tiger Woods is back, everybody. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. The person we hadn't had enough of yet and hasn't yet lost every shred of our respect, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods should get fat. I want fat Tiger Woods. I want that needs to be Tiger. the next phase of his evolution. Fat Tiger. You're talking like Pokemon, like he starts as Tiger Woods and he goes to like Tiger Woods who's been divorced and has a bad back and then he becomes Fat Tiger Woods. Yeah, and then he gets good again. Like he gets good at golf because you can be good at golf if you're fat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to come and play uh, his first tournament in a long time. It's a charity tournament. It's not part of the PGA, but he is going to be- I thought it was an official PGA event. I don't think it is. I think it's a charity. We'll look that up. I think it's official PGA event. We're not going to look that up. Yeah. No, we don't look anything. Uh, Tiger Woods- Tiger Woods right now. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. 
It's going to take me so long to edit that out. Tiger Woods is currently ranked as the 1100th. 99th player. Did that is that how you say that? I can't even find the eleven thousandth ninety ninth. The one thousand. Let's just say worst. Let's just say worst. Worst. Worst, worst is a pretty good word for when there is eleven hundred and ninety eight people better than you. The worst player in the NGL, the National Golf League. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods is so bad at golf at this point that he is not ranked within the first thousand players. I'm going to name some of the people that are ranked higher than Tiger Woods. In the NGL. Uh, in, in the NGL. Um, here's some people that you probably haven't heard of from the NGL. Right. Uh, Sam Malone. Mm-hmm. Norm Peterson. Yeah. Woody Boyd. Oh, man. Remember Fraser Norm Peterson's Crane, chip uh, in Augusta? On Lilith Sternman. On the 17th hole. Norm Peterson, just that chip at Ernie Augusta. Ernie Coach Pantuso. Ooh, He could putt, man. Yeah, he, he could, could really putt. putt. I called him putt-butt. Because the way, man, I remember his butt was like definitely factored. Not into to mention, his uh, like a higher up player. in uh, standings, Professor Philip Brainerd, Sarah mm-hmm. Jean Reynolds, right, uh, Weebu, yeah, 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 Martha Croft. Sorry, wait. I think it's one of the wait. most iconic drives. Sorry, I, I messed up. Oh, those those weren't um, those weren't people who golfed. Those were the cast of Cheers and then the um, stars of the movie. Flubber. Sorry, I, right. wrong lists. Different podcast. Um, actually, no wait. Fraser, never mind. I mean, they are better than Tiger Woods at golf. Oh, they're still ranked oh, higher. No, they, I just found them. They're yeah, because are. I'm sure that 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 Fraser uh, Pebble Crane Beach, has that a Fraser two Crane handicap. Wow. he's a scratch. He's pretty close. I mean, love Fraser. Hey, baby, I see the blues are calling. Tell salads and scrambled eggs. Back to our fourth story in World of Other Sports. Ooh. Arena Bowl. Oh, baby. I just want to give a shout out to my Philadelphia soul, who this summer on August 26th defeated the Tampa Bay Storm in Arena Bowl XXX at the Wells Fargo Center, a whopping 440 to 40 to win the coveted Foster Trophy. What sport is that? Um, arena football. Is that diff- is, um, yeah, it's like football, but um, you play like in an arena. There's like walls and stuff. It's kind of like hockey, but it's football. Okay. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's like football, but it's like players who weren't quite as good at football. The New York Giants. Anyway, yeah, let's, yeah, let's move on. I'm moving on. That's fine. The New York Giants. The XFL. Is that what it's called? No, never mind. Cut that part. <laughs> the New York Giants uh, are making news today in, in NFL news, benching quarterback Eli Manning. Eli Manning, get he benched. Wow. What do you think? I mean, it's the first time he's been benched in almost a thousand years. Really? Yep. That's insane. What country was he playing for when he was benched a thousand years ago? Lithuania. Mm, okay. He's being benched. The this Lithuanian. Time. Uh, we, Eli Manning has been benched as starting quarterback, and he's being replaced for this game uh, by Geno Smith, who's going to start this weekend against the Oakland Raiders. Wow. It's been a long time since uh, he's been benched. Um, yeah, that's about it for that. But in related news, Archie and Olivia Manning 
have released their son's rights and are apparently looking into other potential sons as replacements. Oh. Yeah. I um, mean, that could be the new Manic. Trade rumors. Uh, they were quoted as saying, we've grown up to expect a certain lifestyle going uh, from two star children to zero in only two years. Right, it's winners. They want winners. Much to take. No word yet to who they're considering uh, for the role of son, but reports do suggest that it would be Geno Smith, probably. What are their names? Uh, Olivia and Archie. Listen, Olivia, Archie, I can't throw a ball through a tire that's hanging on a rope from the tree that's spinning around in a backyard. I can't run a marathon in a marathon mile in under 2.6 seconds. I can't uh, deke a tackle from a giant man who's monstrously strong and has no brain power. But listen, I'm a good listener. I've got a good heart. Uh, folks out there, nominate me for the new Manning. I want to be in the family. I want to be a Manning. You can sign our petition today uh, to make Daniel the new Manning. If you like the sound of Daniel Manning, uh, go to... It's got a nice ring to it. Go to Kickstarter slash Daniel Manning 2016. He actually started it last year. Uh-huh. thinking that this was inevitable. Uh, it already has $17. For the last 10 years, I thought it was 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Misplay of the day? Are we on misplay of the day? Oh, yeah. Weird bounces. Yeah, really weird bounces. You know, that first one, I think he gets pretty lucky. Kind of skates and sticks on the far side and somehow you know gets by. Second one goes off the guy's foot. You know, third one goes off our D-man front. I just want to talk for a bit about, I think the the biggest misplay of this week is Matt Murray's bad luck. He's just an unlucky guy. You know, just like people in front, goes off a skate. You got to laugh. You just got to laugh. Sometimes some of those off. when you're in a mood like this, you just got to laugh. I don't know. They're kind of hilarious, don't you think? Some kind of hilarious. They score kind of hilarious. It's almost like a clown was on the ice scoring those goals. Big red nose. Made me laugh. Yeah, really funny. Really mm-hmm. funny situation. So that is our misplay of the day. Uh, all of the fluky goals that that uh, the American rookie phenom Matt Murray let in on the American rookie pretender Brock Besser. I mean Murray for the Calder. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah, why, yeah, where yeah. in the rules, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. where in the rules is it? Yeah. Where does it say? Like, where does luck. it say that? Yeah. Like, why does he have to be a rookie it's to win? Like, like why? Why yeah. do rookies win that? You know, like, like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. No, those. Where were, does it say that it has to be a rookie like to win? Shots. It? No, those are really shots. You not know? shots. Like he's not a rookie, but he yeah. could win the Calder. Yeah. Just luck. Just luck. Just, Just luck. luck. Uh, highlight of the night? Highlight of the night, everybody. Ooh, we got highlight a really interesting highlight of the night tonight, guys. Let's play the highlight of the night. And that's our highlight of the night. Matt Murray. Savagely injured. I don't know. Just seems like a weird bounce, to be mm. honest. Yeah. I mean, I think Voracek gets pretty lucky on that play. You know, the puck goes off a couple skates. Goes off D-man in front. Voracek skates in. It's just tough bounce. I mean, pretty much the injury that Murray got is, I mean, it's kind of hilarious if you think about it. I mean, you just got to look at that injury and laugh. Just laugh. Just laugh. And to close out the show tonight is the Mm. horoscopes. Uh, We've got a special horoscope going out to a special somebody. In the listener world. Uh, this is the horoscope section of the podcast. First horoscope is uh, first and last is uh, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is a Capricorn. He was born on January 13th. Connor, it's important to confront your troubles head on, but not at the expense of putting your life on hold. An important person, someone who acted as your touchstone, no longer figures prominently in your life. This is a difficult adjustment for you. Make an extra effort not to turn inward, as is your tendency in times of trouble. Force yourself to socialize, and you may find a new friend. Who do you think that that touchstone, that figure that was prominently in his life that no longer is, who do you think that is? I don't know. What do the stars say? The Dallas stars? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can we get the Dallas Stars on the line? Can the Dallas Stars? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're integral to horoscope predictions. If we can get the entire Dallas Stars team to call in. Sorry, no, wait. Oh, Do we have Sorry, a... it, the, the phone line's busy. It's, Art, oh. it's Artem. Hey, Artem. Artem oh, Amisimov. Man, I, thought, I was lost cause. Artem Amisimov on the line. Welcome to the show. Artem. Artem. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it a lot. Uh, if you have any questions for us or comments, hate mail, fan mail, any mail in between, email us at hockeysportpodcast at gmail.com. That's a real email address. That's we right. wouldn't lie to you. Or would we? Seriously, if you email us, though, we're going to respond immediately because you'll be our first email. Yeah, it'll be huge, actually. Um, uh, be our first emailer in. 
Yeah. You'll get all of our merchandise when we get around to making merchandise. I can guarantee you, the first person to give us an email about hockey will receive a mug. You'll get a mug. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got mugs. Yeah, I've got lots of mugs. Cool. Signed by us, though. Yeah, we'll sign the mug. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just to close out, we just wanted to thank uh, Creative People for supplying the theme music to the Hockey Sport Podcast and to the person who made the Matt Murray Brock Besser uh, compilation. I don't know who you are, but we... You're a genius. We borrowed it, and you're a genius, and we give you our thanks. And you can tune in for episode two coming up uh, shortly on your news feed. Just hit subscribe there to get that one for you. We're going to be talking about such things as our Olympic preview. Who's going to be the captain? Yep. Uh, Riveting. Riveting stuff. We're probably going to be talking about um, Scott Darling's mental state. Uh, Is he okay? And we're definitely going to lay off of Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. No. No. No way. No way. No way. Thank you.